Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to our podcast. It's about payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll industry or a seasoned vet, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to today's show. We have a very special guest with us, a celebrity in the payroll industry, and we're really proud to have him on as someone that we've looked to for help and guidance. We use one of his tools, and we're absolutely thrilled to have Gerard Hall on with us today, and we're going to cover consumer education. Gerard is passionate about this particular subject, and we are going to talk about what it's like to be a minority in payroll all three of us are minorities, and we thought that would be a great subject to share with you. But before that, Gerard, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you do this a lot, so you can summarize, <laughs> and we can point people back to your other videos. You're out there on social media, but please give our audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. I'm Gerard Hall, CPP, been certified since 2011. I live, breathe, sleep, and daydream about <laughs> payroll so much that I've created a business actually called That Payroll Guy, which is responsible for educating all types of people in payroll, whether you're the janitor or in the C-suite. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So with that being said, perfect segue. I've been struggling with what consumer education means for folks. So if you could give us a little bit more about that, we would love that. Sure, absolutely. So when you think about payroll and in our world, there isn't a whole lot of education. Like I, there was a video that I saw. I don't know if you all saw it probably about a year or two ago about, it was a boy. He was, I think he was 16. He was at his first job. He opens up his check, super excited to get his check. And then he's just like, where'd my money go? And then they had his older brother and father had to explain to him, bruh, there's taxes. You have to pay these taxes. He's like, I didn't sign up for social security. It's like, it, it's such a hilarious video, but it's also reflective of truly the education that's out there from the payroll world. Granted, he's 16, he's just getting started. But I also know people in their 40s and 50s who know, Absolutely. okay, I got to pay taxes they don't know that you can actually calculate them yourself. Make yep. sure that it is right. There's tables on how to calculate your federal tax. And then even outside of taxes, things like you hear people, oh, child support took all my paycheck. That's not possible. And so the thing about it is in our world, our world is a tied to money. And when you think of yep. the consumer side, most times we only think of people budgeting and paying off debt or on the other side, filing taxes and working with a CPA. There's nothing really in the consumer space related to, hey, here's how you know you're getting paid right. Here's how these taxes are calculated. And a lot of the payroll education is basically to the people who are doing payroll like us versus people who just get a paycheck. And I'd definitely like to see that turnaround, hopefully in the near future. Absolutely. What would be some good resources now that folks could look to to learn more about their paychecks? That's a very good question because it's so limited right now. I'm trying to build that space to get with consumer education. But when I look around, I'm, there really aren't any, there isn't like a payroll for dummies. There's nothing really out there. Like you can Google your certain subjects and you might find an article here or an article there. But to answer that question, I can't really say, hey, here's this one avenue of all these repository of documents and education materials to learn about your paycheck. I have to answer your question with 
a question mark because <laughs> wow. it, it's not, unless you know of anything no. different, it's no. not really out there. No, yeah. I'm telling you, we've struggled. Me and William were talking about since we our first conversation, and I was just like, I don't even know what he's talking about. Walk, I can't wait for him to tell us and teach <laughs> us about this because I can't connect to where these resources are. My brain, I'm like, where do like you said, other than going like specifically to the IRS, or mm-hmm. other than that, I don't even know some maybe some law sites or stuff like that. But it's it's a dead end, and it's a great opener man because maybe we us three can we can help you in that space and i definitely want to learn more and be a part of that consumer education piece because like we say on this show all the time payroll's underserved and not only to the payroll professional but it's clearly to everybody who gets a paycheck exactly and i know you mentioned the irs and other law sites but you know that legally even in our world it's just Great like call okay, out. Yep, it's, that's right it's almost like reading the old testament of the bible like yes. thou thouest then it's like can you just give me english please yep. just yeah, Give me so the right. message version. Yeah. And Justin, and you, so you mentioned calculate your own taxes and the tables. It must have taken me a, probably a good year or two into my first few years of payroll to really get comfortable with manually calculating those taxes. Yeah. Be, right? Because it's like it's threshold. And then if it's above that, it's so comp. They don't make the calculation easy. You got to do three steps just to get to the number. And then you're Mm. still probably off a few pennies and you're like, Whoa, okay. So even that is not helpful and user-friendly to the average person that gets a paycheck that's not in payroll. And here's the sad part about that. Even though you said it took you a couple of years, there are people who literally don't know how to calculate a paycheck in our payroll space. They rely on the system. Yeah, oh, the system no. does for me. Yeah. And until uh-huh. they sit down for one of the certifications, mm-hmm. they really don't know how to calculate it. So if somebody came to them and said, hey, why is my paycheck going up 20 bucks? It's just like, oh, that's how the tables are. That's what the system does. <laughs> that's yeah. not a good enough answer. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. To that point, when I'm hiring for a payroll position, I ask folks, can you calculate gross to net? manually if you if i give you a pay stub yeah if i give you a pay stub you should be able to come to the same calculations and match that stub because you know what the calc is so that's one of our tests when we hire people and if i go into a new team i ask them to kind of pressure test them to see where they're at because to your point folks in payroll space not being able to calculate that gross to net is a problem you have to be able to speak to your customers agreed yeah, totally. Oh, wow. agree. My mind is blown, man. I, I've been we I payroll over twenty years, and I just never realized there's such a lack of education for the person who gets a paycheck. There, and, it really is, and if you think about it, like everything is on the one the payroll team to try to explain. And of course, our hands are somewhat tied. Like certain things we can't really get into because now we're getting into a uh, now we're in an, an advisory place, and yep. the last thing any company wants is somebody to say, "I went to payroll and they told me payroll this is how told I was me supposed to do it," yep. and now they've got a lawsuit on their hands. So I really feel like we could thwart a lot of the questions that payroll gets around the nation if there was actually consumer education to help them understand and explain versus hoping that your payroll team can give you the guidance because we know how it is. And we've been in the position before too. We try to be working with the two of you, the three of us, We even though we know there's that thin line, it's 
we're still going to educate where we can. It's okay. I can't tell you what to put there, but I can That's tell right. you in this yeah. box, if you do, this is what's going to happen from a calculation perspective. Yep. We go above and beyond. Most people in payroll, as you have known and experienced, don't even do that. As soon as they ask the question. So on the W4, don't ask me, ask your CPA. Yep, yep. Okay. Look, I'll be honest. Up until the past two years, that has been my company line as well. And I think more so because my first controller was just like, this is your line. And it just stood with me. But when the IRS changed the W4, okay, and it became something totally different, I started to feel like, hey, we have to help our consumers better because we're not able to tell them anything. All I'm, all we can say is, oh, you got to go speak to your CPA and it's a new W-4 and yeah, go figure it out. And I felt horrible when the new W-4 came out. And man, like we've said to you before, we're so thankful for the tool that you put out. Yeah. Payroll folks, go look up Gerard Hall on LinkedIn, and he has a great tool. That payroll guy, he has a calculator that helps you understand, that helped us understand what was changing and how to speak to our consumers better and help them understand what to do and what to look out for. And the calculator is amazing. It will absolutely teach you what you need to know if you take the time to, you know, to learn it. And the tool is out there. That payroll guy, go look for it. It's a super helpful tool for payroll folks. Yes. And we've adopted it internally so that we can help our, our customers, rather, and help, just help them fill out the thing better to understand, hey, when you choose this number, this is what you're saying. And this is what it's translated into. And, yes, it's kooky, but this is what it is now. So I just, I, we thank you a million times for putting that out, for putting your work into that. And Absolutely. we use it internally and it's, and it's been a, a game changer for us for the new W4. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for that. Of course. Anything I can do for the community. Like I said, I live and breathe this <laughs> stuff. So, and I'm such an Excel geek and nerd. So it was fun putting it together. And I'm glad that it's helping so many people, especially with the changeover. It's not just single and two anymore. It's right. fill out steps one through five and figure out from there where it's going. So I'm glad to, that the tool has definitely been very helpful for the two of you, as well as the payroll community. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's been great, man. I, like, I am so excited before we transition to this next part about being a minority and payroll. Like, I'm so excited that, Gerard, you were able as a minority to come up with this and not trying to say that minorities aren't capable but right. or anything like that. But this as a minority in this industry where we've lacked so much representation and everything like that, for you to actually do that, that for me is a big win as well, man. So I'm just super, super proud to, to have to be connected with you and to see where this connection goes, man. And Likewise. I'm looking forward to it, you know? Yeah, uh, definitely. And I'm honored. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're here for it, man. And like William just mentioned, being a minority in payroll and what we want to ask you first, Gerard, is have you had any experiences? Can you share anything from being a minority in payroll that has him impacted you, good or bad? Oh, sure. Just first off, just looking around when I speak at different <laughs> conferences and yeah. things of that nature, I'm like, oh, it's me. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're the only in the cookie. It yep. is just me. Yep. We, of course, there's BIPOC women. There's quite a few in, in our industry. But as far as being a black male in this space, it is, mm. it's almost like 
gold <laughs> trying, wow. trying, trying to find that needle in the haystack it's just like, oh everybody's here i don't see anybody <laughs> that really looks like me wow yeah. you, you just said some bipoc i'm, I'm sorry, sorry i'm not familiar with that phrase bipoc b-i-p-o-c it is black indigenous people of color oh okay yeah i like that I'm learning something new every day i love it <laughs> Yeah, and I agree. I've been to a bunch of a bunch of conferences and same the same experience. And what it made me think of, and I was telling William about this yesterday as we prepped for this call, is that I didn't really experience it until I came down to the South, unfortunately. I was, I'm originally from New York. I spent the majority of my payroll career in New York. And then when I came to the South, unfortunately, that's when I started to feel the difference and that, like... I'm different. And one of the things that a manager threw at me one time in a, a meeting was like, Brian, you're so aggressive. You're so aggressive. Mm -hmm. You got to calm down. And I didn't take it like personality. I'm like, you stereotyping me right now. And right. I, in my head, I was like, what? Because I've never been called aggressive in New York. And that threw me back. And then there was an in another experience that I had where I visited a store in Virginia for a, a training that we were doing. And I spent like a few days at the store training. And then when I came back to HQ in Miami, somebody called, my coworker actually told me, they were like, hey, yeah, Brian, they said that that black guy that was there taught them how to do this. And I was like, dang, I pride myself on being black like my father's black and my mother's white but we are of puerto rican descent gotcha. if you if, if you understand the culture and what puerto ricans are we're european we're black and we're the indigenous of that island so that's a mix i'm super proud of and i've never denied it but folk like in new york they knew that i was latin they knew that i looked latino it just flipped the switch and being in the south and it made me think about like the that one drop rule in the South where if you got one drop of black in it, you black. Correct. And I was just blown away because I'm on the lighter side. When another experience I had, this is not payroll, but I told Walter all the time, another experience in high school, I lived in North Carolina and I moved to a small town. Shout out to Eden. I still love him. Eden, but, North um, Carolina. Eden, yeah. Oh my gosh. How do you know about it? I'm very familiar with Eden, North Carolina because I'm <laughs> in Southwest Virginia. I'm very familiar oh with and then, so for those who may not know about me i'm also really into gospel music i've been a choir director for 25 years and oh, one of my awesome. favorite musicians john p key yes john p. Key, okay. north carolina wow okay wow <laughs> we probably know the same people because the town is so small that everybody's family everybody's at and like when i moved to that town it was just black and white and there was literally like one asian girl one indian dude and me as mm -hmm. being different and they they would call me a high yellow person a half breed because right. when they, they didn't understand latino and now i'm sure the times have changed but like i came across and i was just something this anomaly and they were even more confused because my father's black and my mom is white and they were like you're not puerto rican you're a half breed you got any experiences you want to share oh yeah you know i've had and i've had several experiences but the one i want to share is i'm not going to say any names or no, no, anything yeah. like that but i had this manager who i had known for a long period of time and my i was having computer issues and so i went to go work at one of my peers computers and there was an email there from my manager at the time to that coworker saying that black people 
don't know anything. Wow. Yeah, like little like black people are the dumbest people or whatever. And it was coming from another person of color. That's what I was waiting for. It came from another person of color to a person of a Caucasian. So it was wow. just like, wow, wow, come on, come on. That's crazy. It is. Yeah. It really is. There's another term I have for that, but I don't know if it's <laughs> <laughs> in this particular podcast. But yeah, um, we'll, keep it PC. we'll go with yeah. crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and it happens. And back to what you were saying, Brian, as far as being called aggressive, that has happened to me throughout my entire working career. And wow. I'm very, I'm very passionate about what yes. I do. Yes, that's right. We yep. know how it gets flipped, mm-hmm. unfortunately, to where for us, and this is not to make it all necessarily always a white thing or a black thing, but what I have notice i can only speak for me i'm not saying that this is what happened for everybody but as a person of color when i am very passionate about something and really wanting to make sure that we're making the right decision and it may not necessarily be going in a positive way because i may be going against the grain being aggressive however in several instances i've seen a white counterpart of mine in that same room having a same similar type of conflict and it's called passion. They're very yes. passionate about what they're doing. It's like you do realize that I'm doing the same thing as my white counterpart over here. However, mine is aggressive. Oh, yeah. Why are you so aggressive? Like, why are you so angry? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an ABM. Yep, <laughs> exactly. That's what I was just yes, thinking of. Exactly. I pro- yes. And for those who don't know, ABM, angry black man. <laughs> yes. Yep. So, exactly. I, but, it, and it's just, it's just weird. It's almost laughable at this point because you can almost call it out every single time. Just mm-hmm. that connotation of how we do things, it's always deemed extra. And I'm going to be real honest. Black people can be extra. You know we extra. Yep. It depends on what we're doing. So like when we're passionate about something because we're looked upon as extra, that then contorts itself into being considered aggressive. Yeah. And it does get frustrating. It was very frustrating me growing up as far as in my childhood and then especially getting my start into corporate America in my mm-hmm. teens and 20s. But at this point, is I think the good thing about working with the company that I'm with, I've been at my company almost 15 years. So it's they know me. So they know right. that, that stigma isn't there anymore. But I will say it was very difficult at other jobs that I've had. And of course, the um, at the company I'm at when I first got started, it was because I had what they considered a knockdown drag out with one of my managers when I first started. But in actuality, I was just questioning this. Look, I have documentation of what you told me in this conversation that we're having right now does not line up with what we just talked about. Wow. So it became a, I don't understand why you're coming at me this way. No, I'm not coming at you a particular way. I'm just mentioning that there's some fallacies. As they say in the South, there's a fly in the buttermilk. They had none. (laughs) Something not right. Something not right. Wow. Yeah. It's true, man. It's so true. Even now on Zoom calls, I have to, my company now is amazing. I find myself like, oh my gosh, I got to be more polite. I got to smile. I got to argue with smiles more. You know what I mean? And I think that's a key. I think that's just a good all around tip. I'm always more self-conscious of it. Again, we have amazing coworkers and teams, so it's n- never I've never felt that. But it's still, like I said, it's a good work tip, I think, to because I'm very direct. And when I was just saying to William yesterday, like when I need you to, I only get 
t- short and sharp. Like, Walt calls it being sharp. I only get sharp when I really need, like, the person's not understanding. And then it's like a switch that flips, like, oh, here we go. So even that, I just try to smile more, smile more, and think that'll help us out a lot. Yeah. And I'm the same way, like you were mentioning your roots. My dad's side of the family is from the Bahamas. So if uh, anybody knows people route, yep. from the, the, anything know about the island roots, they talk fast. Yep. It, yes, it's it's still do. English, Yep. but it's fast and it's very direct. And, yep. it oh, is gosh, not, yes. and it is not intended to be malicious or derogatory. It's just, we don't do a whole lot of fluff. Yep. We say what we have to say and keep it moving. And I've had to learn, especially being in management over a decade. It's okay. While the response that I'm typing has no, there's no like sharpness to it. Yep. I'm just typing something, but it's just like, all right, Gerard, I have to step back and always look, will somebody read these particular words as me yelling at them or getting snippy with them? Okay. So let me go ahead. Let me add a little more. Let me add some more words. Kind of like back in yep. college. Just, oh, yep. I'm at 373 words for this 500 <laughs> page paper. Let me type in yeah. some extra yeah. filler here. And it's yep. the same yeah. with email communication, especially email communication, because it's so easy. And for me, being in our world where everything needs to be documented, I try very little to have voice conversations, especially if it's something related to payroll, because I want to be able to have that documentation. That's right. Within that, definitely have to make sure that while I'm getting the message out, that the message is not going to be clouded as me being rude or condescending. I think, and we talked about it too, like we think communication is a whole education piece for payroll professionals because me and William Walter, our claim to fame is processing. So we were amazing process, still are. That's what got us, helped us grow the ladder. And then you point where you're like, wait a minute, it's not just processing anymore. You got to learn how to be a good communicator. You got to learn a little bit about this, a little bit about that. A good speaker in public, not just typing emails, but also talking to people and explaining properly. So the skill set has to expand as you go up the ladder. So that's a great call out with the emails because I obsess with emails and I definitely don't angry email. You cannot angry email. So you got to put it aside. Let me come back to this tomorrow and I'll answer that tomorrow because, you know, then it's definitely going to take, oh, he was so rude in the email. Really? Yeah. So angry emails go in the HR file. And I I try to keep my HR file as I mean, it's got a little, it's got a little weight to it. (laughs) But I'm gonna say it's because I've been there 15 years. But no, it's got some weight to it from back when, yeah, I I just wanted to get my point across. That's what I thought it was. And then I realized the damage that it caused. And I was like, all right, let's breathe, Gerard. Let's calm down. I know you want to call them an idiot (laughs) and everything else. But let's step back and think about this. And like you said, sleep on it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. That's great, man. That's great. So I hope the payroll world understands we're, this is not a, like you said, draw is not about black and white. We're just, we find ourselves in a world where we're the minority as well. And we want to share that point of view with our other payroll folks. And we hope that you enjoyed that. It was such a pleasure to have Gerard with us today. We're going to try to talk him into coming back on the show another time to cover some more topics. And because yeah. I got like a million questions I want to ask him, but we're going to be uh, respective of everybody's time. And please go check, go look up Gerard Hall on LinkedIn He's got a million things that he shares good advice. He's always posting when it's that time of year. He's, hey, guys, remember this, remember that. So you could probably follow Gerard and help your payroll career 
So go ahead and do that. And Gerard, anything you want to leave the folks with? Uh, sure. It's definitely been great. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm literally everywhere on social media under nice. that payroll guy. So that payroll I, guy. I just did a TikTok yesterday. Yep. Blew up out of nowhere. I was explaining to people the billion dollars that you might win with the mega millions and how much taxes we're gonna. Get. <gasps> so yeah, the comments were. I love like, it. You know, I was like, oh, this is, I guess, what going viral looks like because the comments yep. were, were not nice, and I was just oh, like, wow. okay, it's all good. But you can find me anywhere on social media. So I try to pivot my Instagram and my TikTok more to the consumer side. And then cool. my LinkedIn and my Facebook are more for the professional. Hey, the reg change, mileage change July 1st. Here's I love it. And stuff like that. Just trying to give an all out education piece to both the professional as well as the person just getting the paycheck. Even to the business person who's want to start my business. What do I need to do? Do I need to register for tax accounts and what? Mm-hmm. You can find me and I'm more, I'm definitely open to answering any questions. I'll throw my email address out there. And just so you know, I'm not this big, like famous person. If you email me, it's <laughs> easy to find them back. But if you have any questions related to payroll whatsoever, you can reach me at info, I-N-F-O at thatpayrollguy.com. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much for your time, Gerard. It's been a pleasure Most and definitely. more to come. We're going to keep talking Gerard to come back and talking to us. Hey, yes. works for me. Thank you, man. <laughs> All right. I appreciate take you. Care. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. It's about payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and William Duncan. And until the next time, folks, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.